Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the Internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. So this month, Amazon Prime dropped a highly anticipated documentary series called Lula Rich, breaking down LuLaRoe, the multi-level marketing company that sold buttery soft leggings and dreams of girl boss entrepreneurship to thousands of women all over the country. Now, I don't think I need to tell you that this turned out to be kind of a huge scam. The Washington State Attorney General filed a class action lawsuit against LuLaRoe, calling them a pyramid scheme. And in February of this year, LuLaRoe agreed to pay $4.74 million to settle. And it kind of also seems like a cult. From gaslighting motivational seminars to LuLaRoe's founder, Deanne, pressuring women to travel to Mexico for weight loss surgery to maintain a picture-perfect presence, 
all in the service of selling the lie that LuLaRoe was a ticket to working moms being able to live happy, fulfilled, and balanced lives. Now, what's so interesting about LuLaRoe is the women that got involved in it. And it's clear the company preys on a type, educated, ambitious moms, and it's pretty clear why. There just isn't a lot of societal support for moms who want to do wage earning work. In America, we don't have paid leave. We don't have access to affordable childcare solutions for parents who work. That creates this real vulnerability for women that can be deeply exploited. Now, if you've seen the documentary, which I definitely recommend you check out, then you probably already know Roberta Blevins. The hilariously straightforward former LuLaRoe retailer turned anti-MLM advocate. Roberta once had 75 LuLaRoe retailers working under her. And when she left the company, her goal was to get at least 75 people to leave. And now on her podcast, Life After MLM, Roberta helps so many more see the ways that multi-level marketing companies like LuLaRoe use tools like social media to prey on women who are already vulnerable. So I binged watched the the LuLaRoe documentary on Amazon Prime. I watched it. It seemed like it went by in like 20 minutes, even though it was four episodes. Um, My first question is, the reaction has been so huge. You know, I was reading your piece and your, your, the piece and variety that quotes you. <laughs> what is your response to seeing this huge reaction to the film Lula Rich? Well, okay. So I was on the phone with Lachey last night and we were talking about this exact thing. <laughs> and uh, she's like, girl, I knew it would be number one eventually. And I said, right. But I just didn't know it would happen so fast. So that's sort of how I feel about it. Like this has been the last four years of my life. They don't really go into it in the documentary, but from the day I left LuLaRoe, I started speaking out against them. I started exposing them. Um, I've been <laughs> probably public enemy number one for the past four years. Uh, I did the Vice documentary. I've talked to Bloomberg. I've helped with a lot of the, um, you know, sources say. I'm a lot of those sources. Um, I have a lot of sources. I've shared a lot of things. I've done a lot of stuff. So for me, like, I sort of kind of like expected it on in my small realm because I have been talking about this and I have been like promoting it in like the anti-MLM communities and like that small niche. Um, But like, like I said, like I didn't expect it to sort of seep out of our community quite so quickly. Um, And I'm just, I'm really excited because I just think people need to hear the story. And it's, this is just literally like the tip of the iceberg and just a little bit of a scratch. Like there's so much more stuff. There was so much more stuff in this than there was in Vice. And there's so much more stuff that hasn't been uncovered yet that I'm mm-hmm. just really excited to see what other creators and, and people discover and create from this moment forward. Totally. So like, what are some of the things that you're thinking like, oh, if they were to do a part two, like, and they got to mention this, I wish they mentioned that. Like, for instance, I was watching this really dark YouTube video that went into detail about the weight loss surgeries that, that Deanne was like, prompting folks to get. And I was like, wow, they didn't really get into like how seedy and dark that is. Like, what are some of the stuff that you're like, oh, they do a part two, they got to include this. You know, that was one of the things, like there was not a lot of stuff about the weight loss surgery. I think it was like glazed over, which I get, you know, um, it, there, there's a lot there. Um, Deanne has taken a lot of people down there on their website, on Facebook, their Facebook page of this place. There are so many before and after photos of women in LuLaRoe. Like it's very obvious. <laughs> Um, where they're coming from there's sometimes there's LuLaRoe business signs are like in the photos too and they're wearing the clothes and so it's very obvious and Deanne has admitted to taking um children as young as 13 down there to get weight loss surgery as well yeah so that's a lot of stuff that like just was not included but I understand like I don't know this thing literally could have been 10 10 episodes 
Like, I'm not even joking. It could have been 10 episodes and I still probably would be sitting here going, they forgot to add this too. <laughs> um, there was one of the things that bothered me and I was already out when this happened, but there was a, a lot of times and we see it with influencers too. A lot of times when you have a lot of power and a lot of influence in a company or on a platform, you can get away with murder, uh, not technically like actually murder, um, but you can get away with a lot of things. And that was happening a lot and running rampant in LuLaRoe. And we thought that that wasn't really fair. People were being terminated for like using the wrong fonts and the wrong colors. And then somebody could go on a live and um, basically mock someone with special needs and LuLaRoe would side with them and say, well, they use LuLaRoe as their, the way they feed their family. And they said they were sorry. So wow. we're not going to terminate them. Um, there was somebody who was like telling a deaf person they should just turn it up if she can't hear them. And wow. just really just obnoxious, obnoxious stuff that made me wonder, like, are, can do you know people can see you? Like, you know, this is like live in public. Like people can see you do this. Why are you doing this? And again, LuLaRoe would, would always side with them. Uh, there was a huge thing with the National Down Syndrome Society the National Down Syndrome Society said, um, you either terminate this couple that mocked special needs or we'll terminate our, our, our partnership. We'll terminate our partnership with you. And um, LuLaRoe said, like I said, well, he already apologized and, and you know, he made them so much money. They, they sold hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. worth of stuff. They made them so much money and LuLaRoe sided with them and the National Down Syndrome Society the National Down Syndrome Society put out a statement saying that they were ending, ending their partnership with LuLaRoe. It's all on, like, you can find all of this online. Um, they were end, ending their partnership with LuLaRoe because they didn't feel that LuLaRoe um, was really willing to accept that this was bad and that they were going to they were gonna side with somebody that had done bad things. And it was against everything that they were going because the person that he mocked had Down syndrome and or he was mocking special needs and then he used someone with Down syndrome as a prop in his apology what? yeah yeah That's it's so great uh-huh. up. yeah it's great so um i know it's just like so lularo sided with or um lularo sided with this couple and the national down society said we're going to end our partnership and they, this beautiful statement um and then about an hour later lularo came out with their statement which was pretty much the exact opposite and they said that the reason that lularo had decided to end the partnership with the national down syndrome society Oh, interesting. Was that, <laughs> right. Was that LuLaRoe felt that the National Down Syndrome Society's um, mission was too narrow because they only wanted to help people with Down syndrome and LuLaRoe wanted to help everyone. And I feel like that's the first like example of like an all lives matter kind of thing. Right. And I, yeah. heard, and I remember heard, like when I was like, oh my God, like they were the first ones. Like what the hell, man? I mean, that story really does crystallize how good they are at twisting the truth to right. make themselves look like they're the 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 more like noble or, the, or like the people who were like doing right. Like in that documentary, I was like, they must have taken hours of like PR coaching to the way they twist words and twist stories where it's like, oh, actually, I just wanted to cut these people in because it was such a good deal. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like how they're able to twist everything so that they're so virtuous. I really, I almost have to give them props for that. (laughs) It is so amazing. I mean, I will say I was sitting there watching the documentary, obviously. I was watching it. And um, there was, I mean, I, I lived it. So there was really nothing shocking to me. The only shocking thing that I really experienced 
um, were hearing the deposition. So I had read the depositions. I was a part of that lawsuit. They also, they don't bring that up either, but I was a witness against LuLaRoe in the Washington Pyramid Scheme lawsuit. And I helped with the investigation with the team. Incredible team. Bob and his team are fantastic. Really, really one of the coolest experiences. And it was the very first time that their their anti-pyramid scheme law had ever been tried. And it was with LuLaRoe. And it was like a history-making case. And they'd had it on the books for like 10 plus years. And it was the first time that it had ever been tried. So it was really, really cool. Um, I'm really proud of that. <laughs> and, you know, they settled in February for $4.75 million. Uh, the 0.75 went to pay for the three-year investigation. So Washington took a hit on that. Um, they all basically just did it at cost. And then the, the $4 million went into a restitution fund. And checks went out. I think in August. So everybody should have their checks by now. The most shocking thing to me in this documentary, because I had read the depositions and because I had, you know, I, I know what they had said, but I had never heard the tone in which it was said. And so I knew that Deanne was like, oh, she only got two likes. That's sad. But I thought she was saying, I thought she was saying it in like a, oh, that's sad. like hearing it. I was like, ooh. And then hearing other, the way that she said other, it was just so cold. And knowing her and being around her and having conversations with her, like I never met that person. I saw the the, the person, the, the, the person mm-hmm. on the videos, but I never saw like calculated cold. And so that to me, just the way that Deanne answered questions was literally the most shocking thing for me in this stuff. Yeah, it was it was almost hard to watch. Also, the level to which she really is like, oh, I don't recall. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that means. It's like, wow, for somebody who was running this like business, you really don't know any of the specifics of what went on. Hmm, interesting. Now, one thing that really shocked me about Lula Rich were the scenes of Lula Rose founders being deposed in court. Basically, they really use the old I don't recall trick to avoid incriminating themselves. And it turns out selective amnesia to avoid accountability is a big part of the brand that even includes their founders kind of pretending to not know Jordan Brady, their own family member and a LuLaRoe higher up who was caught on camera saying the company was trying to distance itself from being a pyramid scheme. Yeah, um, one, of the, one of the things that we had to prove, this is so ridiculous, but one of the things that, that we were tasked to prove in the pyramid scheme lawsuit was that Jordan Brady actually worked at LuLaRoe because he had said, in, you know, you see that he had said that we need to get away from being a pyramid scheme. And so they wanted to distance themselves from him as much as possible. He is like Deanne's youngest biological son. And they were like, who's Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> and he is who again? Wow. I'm sorry, did he work here? I don't recall. <laughs> um, and so some of the evidence that I sent over were like emails between Jordan and I about me getting onboarded and having questions about things. And I was like, and then a screenshot of him and I with um, my old upline doing a webinar, uh, like an official LuLaRoe, Lula famous webinar. Uh, and he and I are in that photo. And I said, "Here is this the Jordan we're saying doesn't, doesn't work here? <laughs> wow. So yeah, you know, it's everybody else's fault but LuLaRoe. Always. You know, I have to ask, like, I made one podcast about LuLaRoe and MLMs years ago, and I've covered so many different things. Like, I've covered Nazis. I'm like, some of the worst people on the internet. But the time that I talked negatively about LuLaRoe, I don't think I've ever gotten more hate correspondence, more emails. And I know that you, you know, <laughs> people come after you as well. Like, do you ever get scared? Or like, what is it like to really be 
trying to hold folks accountable and just tell the truth of what you've experienced and what you saw and know that there's going to be an army of people who are very, very invested in proving you wrong. Like, what is that like? I mean, I have the receipts, so I'm not super worried, you know? It's really funny. I've seen so many things said about me that are so unbelievably not even close to being true. Um, I was accused of running a hate-fueled hate cult. That was fun. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, all right. That's me. Sure. <laughs> hate-fueled um, hate cult. Yeah, sure. hate cult. I was like, a hate cult. <laughs> um, someone on my TikTok went after me the other night, um, saying that I was a liar and that I'm still a hun and that I'm still scamming people. Um, and that I'm just mad. <laughs> she said, she's just mad that someone exposed this scam and her $60,000 checks uh, dried up. And I said, one, I've never had a $60,000 check. And two, I was the one that left and exposed it. Like, <laughs> was like that. that was me. The one you're saying, expose it, that's me. How can it be the same person? So it's just like ridiculous things. People don't want to listen to the truth. People don't want... She was telling my, my, my timeline was all over the place. I'm like, okay. She's like, I'm super anti-MLM and your timeline is super sus. And my followers were like, you're clearly not anti-MLM. This woman has been speaking out for four years. She has another movie. There's, there's no way you don't know who she is if you're actually super anti-MLM like you claim. It was a brand new account. It was follow, one person following... Like no pictures, no anything. I mean, it's a hun. It's a hun. It's a hun getting on TikTok on my account, hoping to convince new people that don't know me, don't follow me, don't know my story, don't know my history, that I'm suspicious and that what I say in the documentary is most likely lies and that people should investigate me. And I was like, all you have to do is Google my name. Like literally everything is there. Literally. I've, I, I don't I don't hide any of the stuff that I've uncovered. I, and I don't just uncover LuLaRoe, I uncover MLMs. Like, and so it's funny to me, I get all kinds of hate from like other MLMs. I'm talking about Black Oxygen Organics. I got a hate email the other day that said, we're coming for you. You should have never spoke about boo. And I was like, all right, bring it. It's just weird stuff. You know, like they went to all of the, <laughs> the review sites, Amazon, Rotten Tomatoes, and IMDb. And they all mass reported and like mass downvoted and and gave him one star reviews and, and just said like how ridiculous it is. And I mean, it's not normal. Like it's not, you know, you watch going clear or you watch Scientology, like aftermath, or you listen to a little bit culty and you listen to, you listen to these podcasts and these, these, these cult shows, there is no other industry or experience that you will experience this sort of hatred, fair gaming, like bullying and attacking except for cults. Right. It feels like you have to know when someone is responding that way that they're they're still in. And the fact that you are telling the truth about what they have committed their lives to probably is like very threatening to them and their whole sense of self. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I get it. I was there. I'm sure if you go back five, six years, you can find posts on LuLaRoe. I mean, I'm blocked from it now, so I would never be able to see, but of me saying, LuLaRoe changed my life. It's the most amazing company. And these people are just better haters. Like, I'm sure there's at least one of those somewhere, you know, but I was in a cult and I was brainwashed like the best of us. Um, and, you know, you, you when you see it, you can't unsee it. Let's take a quick break. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. 
it is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment. Whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay, they can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. And we're back. I've noticed on Instagram and TikTok, since the documentary coming out, so many other women, you know, looking back at their Im- their pictures and being like, I can't believe the things I used to say. Like, it feels like it must, it must be incredibly cathartic for these women to speak up about their experiences and just get it off their chest of like all the things they did to try to make this, this scammy cult work for them. 
Absolutely. So I always say uh, on my podcast, when I talk to, I have a survivor's podcast called Life After MLM. And I talk to survivors from all different MLMs, not just LuLaRoe. There are a lot of LuLaRoe stories on there, obviously. But, um, you know, I have the survivor's podcast. I talk to people from Amway. I talk to people from Mary Kay. I talk to people from everywhere, Herbalife, everywhere, Mm -hmm. right? And nothing in these stories really changes except for like shocking details and the names. Pretty much it's the same exact story of like being in an MLM, being like, what is going on, figuring it out and like escaping, I guess. People just like being like left financially devastated. When I talk to these people on the podcast, we have these conversations. I don't want to call them interviews because they're very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and we interrupt each other and we laugh and we make jokes. And sometimes they're, you know, inappropriate for the time. Of, we're talking about serious things and we, we pop in with, with something because if you don't laugh, you cry. Um, and it's incredibly cathartic to, to talk to victims. And I get so many email messages from people that are like, I heard this episode. I was in Mary Kay. Thank you so much to Laura for speaking about it. I felt so connected to her. I felt so validated by her truth. She explained something that happened to me that no one has ever said, oh, that happens. And this random person that you talked to validated me. And I'm not crazy. Like there's proof that I'm not crazy. I was gaslit in this company and they told me all these things. And I'm listening to you talk to these women. And sometimes people, and I have men on there too. And sometimes people will say something and I'll stop them. And I'll say, well, that's a cult tactic that you just described. Like, it's not your fault. Like, that's a cult tactic, what you're talking about. And this is why that works. And this is how it fits in the pyramid. And this is why they will use it. And this is how it's all working together, like a bunch of cogs in a machine. And I think a lot of people go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they it clicks, right? And they don't, it, it doesn't click. And so I think what's happening right now, like you said, is there's all these people that watched Lula Rich. They were like, oh my God, I was a part of this company. It's a total garbage, dumb, trash heap. Let's watch this movie. And they're thinking popcorn time. And by third episode, they're in tears and they're going, oh my God, I can't believe I was a part of this. I didn't know it went so deep. I didn't realize I heard about this, but I heard it was a rumor. I thought this was happening, but I never had proof. And here's all the proof of everything you experienced, everything you were told told by people who were successful, told by people who did see that there was a problem and did speak out. All of us that are in that documentary have been speaking out for a long time. I mean, not all of us. There's a couple of newbies in there I've never seen before. But the majority of the people in there have been speaking out and and helping investigate LuLaRoe for a really long time. And so I love that there are complete strangers that I've never met hearing this message, watching this film, finding the catharsis that they've never had, the validation that they never got when they were gaslit in this cult, finally, years after, are watching this film and going, holy shit, it's not me. And they are, they are, I call it Lula cringe. I post it all the time, Lula cringe. And you share your Lula cringe, right? And you're like, look at what I'm wearing. There's a photo of me. I'm like, look at me standing by this giant lollipop. What the (laughs) hell am I wearing? (laughs) This was the worst of it, you guys. I left like a month later. What is going on? And so we think a lot of times, and then it's really funny because former survivors and victims will come in and they'll make jokes, you know? And I go, I know that they know because they're making an inside joke that it's a dog whistle for us, right? Like they say something and I go, oh my God, you get it, girl. And we're laughing and we're having a good time. And we're saying, I can't believe I did this. I'm so stupid. And I say, hey, you're not alone, okay? You're not alone. There was 90,000 of us. I mean. 
I don't know how many there actually was that those numbers have always been inflated and incorrect. And I never knew the actual number ever, not even once, but you know, if we say there were 90,000 of us, then there's, there's a lot more victims out there that probably still think it's them and are watching Lula Rich and going, Oh my God, it wasn't me. So I love it. I love seeing everybody's Lula cringe. I love seeing everybody's stories. I love jumping in the comments and saying, yes, I remember this. Thank you. Um, because it not only validates them, it validates me too. I have so many haters that are telling me that I'm just bitter. I mean, Deanne did a, literally did a live today and said not to watch, you know, not to bother with LuLaRoe and Lula, or not to bother with Lula Rich because it's just the story of four consultants who couldn't make it work. Oh, out of of hundreds, you know, out of hundreds and thousands, it's just four of us. And I was like, are you for real now? It's just the four of us. It's just four of us. Okay. They made a movie because there's just four of us. Right. There there was like a big lawsuit because it was just four people. Yeah, there's a billion dollar lawsuit because there's just four of us. Um, It's insane. I I have four separate interviews on my podcast with four separate LuLaRoe consultants. So there's at least eight of us. (laughs) I mean, that's something that I think the documentary really does a nice job of touching on is that when women started going to the defector Facebook groups and sharing their stories and getting that validation that like, this is the power of of hearing that you're not alone, hearing that you're not crazy. Like after you've been legit, no shit gaslit for so long, like going back and watching some of those motivational speaker style conferences, I was like, this is just gaslighting. Like this is like brainwashing indoctrination. The power of hearing someone say, no, you're right. Even for little things of like, yeah, you're right. My leggings did smell like a dead fart. You're right. They did arrive wet. Like things like things that they have been told from, you know, the LuLaRoe higher ups that are not happening, right? Like the power of that validation, someone saying, no, trust what you see with your own eyes, what you feel in your gut. Like you're, you're, you know, you're right. You know, your experience, like that's so powerful. You know, I even got some validation today. I don't know if it was, I think it was on Instagram. Somebody commented on one of my posts on Instagram and said, I used to work at LuLaRoe. The reason that your leggings smelled so bad is because when they were outside and those big metal crates are called Gaylords. So out in these big metal Gaylords out in the middle of this parking lot for months on end under blue tarps, they said, well, they had like a team because what would happen is rats and possums would sleep in them and sometimes they'd get stuck and die. And so they'd have to go and fish out the dead rats and possums. And then they would throw away the garment that was touching it, but none of the existing garments around it. He's like, so that might have been, or she, I don't remember. It was a username. I didn't check. Uh, But that they were like, that might be why that your leggings smell like dead rats. And I was like, oh my God, I've literally called them dead rat leggings before. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There was literally dead rats in them? I called that shit like three years ago. <laughs> I mean, listen, Roberta, you know a dead rat when you smell one. <laughs> I, do. I live in the country, y'all. I know a dead rat when I smell one. <laughs> More after a quick break. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. 
Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let's get right back into it. There just is not a ton of societal support for moms in America. And if someone comes along and tells a mom that she can make good money making her own schedule and still be able to be a present figure in the lives of her family and kids, it's really not surprising that so many of them would jump on that opportunity, even if it seems too good to be true. The vulnerability baked into the experience of being a mom leaves women open to being preyed on by MLMs. I have my own thoughts about why smart, ambitious, educated women got involved with, and not just LuLaRoe, but like 
MLMs and MLMs in general, I think that, you know, it's very enticing to be told that you can be there for your kids if you're a mom, make good money, you know, really be a present figure in your parent and your kid's life. We just don't live in a, in a place that really has a lot of options for a lot for like moms if you're trying to work and raise your kids. And so I think that my, my sense is, is that these companies prey on women and a lot of times moms who don't really have a lot of options. And I just wonder, like, what are your thoughts on why so many women get mixed up in MLMs? Um, so I think the main component to getting lured in, like Robert says, I love that quote in the movie, Robert's in, Robert is fantastic. If you guys don't know who Robert Fitzpatrick is by his book, Ponzinomics, it is amazing. If you are anti-MLM or want to be, it is the complete like history of MLM. It is one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, it, it's just fascinating. Um, but the way that people get lured in that's what it is right nobody really thinks like this is amazing like i need to do this it's always like girl you would be so good at this <laughs> and you're just like oh, maybe I would be good at this. and it really is a lure it really is a lure um the number one thing is vulnerability the number one thing uh and the more vulnerabilities you have the more likely you will get sucked in um you know people have hardships and they think if I could just win the lotto, if I could just make an extra hundred dollars a week, if I could just like get some money or like get like a really good deal or like something like it could change everything. If I could just go on a game show and win $10,000, get pay all my bills, I'd be back in the green and it wouldn't be a problem. And so there's this whole, like, if I could just do this, if I could just be that person to just beat all the odds, right? I'm going to beat all the odds. It's going to be me. I believe in myself. These boss babes believe in me too. They're telling me how great I am. I know I'm great. I wasn't feeling how great I am, but now I'm really feeling how great because these women are reinforcing what a rock star I'm going to be. And I already believe I'm a rock star. And now someone I don't even know sees it in me. Oh my God, it must be true. So you're already vulnerable. And what they're promising you ultimately, because you hear it all the time. It's not about the product. It's about the opportunity. It's not about the shampoo. It's about the sisterhood. It's not about the weight loss. It's about the accountability. It's not about the product. It's about the opportunity, right? It just, it, it, it doesn't matter because what they're truly selling you is a dream. They're selling you on the opportunity to possibly, maybe, if you're lucky enough, have the ability to possibly get to the top of the pyramid and all of your, your dreams will come true. So dream big. Keep that dopamine rushing through your veins because as long as you're continually like basically lying to yourself and living this fake it to your make it lifestyle where the dopamine's just coming in, you're like, it feels so good. I'm just going to keep doing this because it seems to be working. It's a dream. It doesn't exist. Robert says it. If you were to invite five friends and tell them to invite five friends after 13 levels, you exceed the population of Earth. It's not possible. 99.7% of people across the board lose an MLM. So what are we actually selling here? It's a farce. It's a dream. It's the possibility that you might maybe one day get the ability to kind of awesome, like maybe, maybe make it if you work really hard. But if you don't work really hard, that's on you. If you don't make it, it's because you just weren't cut out for this. Mm. And I can't help but, 
I know they touch on this in the film, but I can't help but see the ways that like our sort of social media landscape really feeds that. Like it, you mentioned in the film that they wanted you to take pictures of yourself making a big messy breakfast with your kids or like, you know, they wanted people to have these very curated picture perfect Instagram feeds and hashtag everything because LuLaRoe. You know, I wonder what role do you think that things like Instagram and Facebook and Facebook Live, like what role do you think that played in in making LuLaRoe sort of like what it was? It was instrumental. It was absolutely instrumental. Before LuLaRoe, I I had been a professional blogger um, and I had a decent little following. It's all defunct now, but I had a decent little following. And so I, I understood algorithms. I understood how to grow on social media authentically. I knew how to brand myself. Um, and when they heard that I knew how to do that stuff, they're like, oh my God, you have to teach a class. Like you're a social media uh, a queen. Like you're so amazing. Like you have to teach all of us how to do that. And so it was a lot of like me trying to, t- <laughs> you can- it's, it's, I don't even know if you can teach it to be perfectly honest. Some of it is just like, just inherent. I would say you have to have pretty pictures. And then someone's like, could you look at my feed and tell me what you think? And I'm just like, what <laughs> did you not even listen to what I said? Um, so, you know, I really didn't like, as I was teaching people how to grow authentically, uh, and to create, you know, authentic curated posts about your life, nothing over the top and ridiculous, but real, um, like a normal social media influencer would do. Um, it was like, well, you should be talking more about LuLaRoe and, and like, oh, you went to Disneyland. Did you put because of LuLaRoe? I'm like, well, I mean, isn't because of LuLaRoe? Well, you got to go because you're not working because of LuLaRoe and you had money to buy churros because of LuLaRoe. <laughs> and I was like, but isn't I mean, we hear in the documentary that because of LuLaRoe isn't actually even a hashtag at all. And Deanne doesn't even know it. She doesn't even know what it means. She's never seen it before. Right. She's never seen it before. I will tell you, though, there's another hashtag they didn't mention that Deanne will probably also deny knowing about. And that's the hashtag because of Deanne. Ooh, <laughs> I'm sure she loved that one. Yeah. But, and has, any, but has never seen it. Right. Anytime Deanne had a bad day and like social media people were being mean to her, we had to make posts of appreciation for Deanne and tag it because of Deanne. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a cult. Like, that's a cult. Like, absolutely, it's a cult. Uh, yeah. I mean, I figured out I was on a cult because I was watching Leo Romani's Scientology Aftermath and I'm sitting there and I burst into tears. And my husband at the time, uh, we are we are divorced, but it's not because of LuLaRoe. <laughs> um, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. Like, <laughs> I just knew, I just knew, I just knew. God. I knew something was weird, but I just, I just knew. I saw like the Scientology survivors, and they were saying things, and I had an example for everything, like a LuLaRoe example for everything they were saying. I was like, that happened to me in this way, and it just, I was like, oh my god, I'm in a cult. <laughs> I mean, me, so smart and educated and vulnerable. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I joined a cult. <laughs> It was so easy. Yes. I, it was the easiest thing I've ever done, joining that cult, really. It's exactly In terms like what of joining, you said. at least. Not maintaining, but joining. Right. <laughs> I think it's exactly what you said. Vulnerability, precarity, like, scarcity. Like, that yeah. will drive otherwise, you know, like, reasonable, rational, intelligent people to do things that, like, one, like, you know, incrementally, they're like, wait a minute, like, what am I actually doing here? Like, where, like how did I found myself so deep into this? Um, and I think you're exactly right, but it's, it's not, it's luring, it's luring them in, you know, first you think Bobo it's just a lifestyle, fake it till you make it. 
Yeah. You look at those posts on social media, you look at like actual influencers, right? And they, they post things. And I think there's this, this need. And, and another reason why social media fueled this so much was you look at actual influencers and you go, they're just sharing like pictures of like Pepsi. Like they're making all this money. Like I can do that. And it's coming from someone that did it. It's way more than that. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's tough. And people think they can buy this $99 kit in a box and become a social media influencer who sells shakes on social media. And they're using, you know, they're, they're basically just free advertising for these MLMs and they're, they're selling product that nobody really wants. And, you know, a couple friends will help you out. But for the most part, the statistic for MLM sales is 90% of MLM stuff stays within the MLM. It's just MLM huns shopping from MLM Hunts. Like, oh my God, I didn't get that necklace because it was sold out. Well, I got five. Did you want to buy one for me? Oh my God, well, full price. Well, of course. So you're buying in between and it's sitting in your garage. 10%, 10% makes it outside the MLM. 10. Wow, 10 that is nothing. 10%. 90 stays in. It's in people's garages. It's in people's like closets or their jewelry boxes. They just had to have it because... The true customers are the consultants. True customers are the consultants. In every single MLM. I'll get hate for that too, but that's true. People go, um, you were just bitter. Like you just were in the wrong MLM. I said, no, I wasn't. I've tried multiple and they're all the same. I talked to victims and they're all the same. They're all the same. I, I challenge anybody that's listening to this that thinks they have an MLM that is not the same to email me and let me know. Um, and I will prove you wrong. It'll probably take me about five minutes. So make sure it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, so one of my last questions for you is, I know in the film that you said that your goal ultimately when you left LuLaRoe was to get 75 people out because that's how many people you had in your, your downline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, through your podcast, through your, your work, building communities with people who are involved with MLMs and reducing stigma and getting folks to talk honestly about it, you've probably helped so, like that number times a hundred. So how, how, how does that feel for you that you once were someone who were recruiting people to be involved in this and now you have kind of gotten so many people <laughs> out of it and reduced that stigma for so many people? Like, what is that like for you on a personal level? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's true. I, I wanted to get out because I had, at my height, I had 75 women in. Only a few of them I knew, you know, I talked about that too, being stacked. So there was a lot of people. So I really, I mean, I feel responsible for all 75, but I feel deeply responsible for maybe about 20 of them, mm-hmm. even more so. Um, and I just knew, and a lot of them left before me and they were like, Roberta. And I was like, it's weird, right? And they're like, it's super weird. And, you know, they also helped me get out and I appreciate them. And I love them for that as well, because they helped me sort of see it when, I couldn't see it. And I needed that outside perspective because if you're in an MLM and you're only asking inside perspective, you will never get out of your MLM. You have to reach out of the organization. You will never find truth where it is being suppressed. Um, And so I knew that getting out was like something I had to do. And I grappled with it. I, I grappled the struggle. I cried. I, I felt like the biggest piece of shit in the whole entire world that I had trusted the wrong people and had gotten people that I loved and trusted in it to it. And I, I first turned my shopping group into a goob mall. So goob stands for going out of business. And we called, we called us 
we called ourselves goobers, which is that in the group, it says like Roberta's goob, goob, with Roberta and friends or something. I forget. Um, and I, I turned it into a goob mall and I said, you guys can use my group and you can sell your stuff. And we, we helped a lot of people liquidate their inventory in the beginning. Cause I didn't really know how to help people. I, I wasn't so versed on MLM and, and I hadn't found my voice and I didn't really have a platform yet. I just knew that I was helping people out and I helped a couple of people out that way. And then, you know, when, when the media came and they asked me to speak and, and my team and defective were like, yeah, Roberta, you, you do it because you, you talk to people better. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll be the face. All right, let's do this. And was kind of reluctant, but also at the same time, I was like, whatever, let's do this. You know, someone has to be the one to talk to media. It'll be me. And ever since from like that first, the first thing I ever did, I started getting messages from people saying, I read this and you confirm some things and uh, I joined Effective and I'm leaving. Or, you know, something you said about this remind me about my time in Melaleuca. And so I looked into it and it's an MLM, right? And I said, yeah. And they're like, I got to leave. And so all of a sudden these people started coming to me and it wasn't just 75 women in Hulu anymore. It was like, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people across MLM. Like I get emails, messages. My, my inboxes are so full. I can't even get through them. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. People want to tell their story. People want to come on my podcast and, and tell their story. And, you know, I, I was given that platform to tell my story when I did the Vice documentary. And to me, it was the best therapy I could have ever gotten because I, I was given a platform to tell my story and have somebody say, you're not crazy. It happened to me too. Um, and so in February, I started my own podcast because I thought, hey, that's a great way to help even more people. Uh, and just start, I told my story. That was the first episode I told my story. I think it has 20,000 downloads, that that first pilot episode. It's so good. It's so uh, good. And, you know, I just sort of sat there on Valentine's Day. It was my first Valentine's Day single in a long time. And I just sat there and told my story and uploaded it that same day. And I was like, well, I guess I just started a podcast. And so many people were like, oh, my God, thank God you finally started this podcast. When can I be on it? And the response has been overwhelming. I can't even keep up with it. I probably need like a producer or a helper of some sort. But, you know, baby steps day by day. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, but to me, like everything I've done has helped more people each time I do it. And so I love that I've helped so many people. It makes me feel like all of this was worth it. You know, like the butterfly effect of me saying, hmm, maybe I should join this buttery crotch pant company um, and like ruining. I didn't ruin my life. I, I don't want to use the term ruined my life. Um, I don't think I'm ruined. I do know that there were people that were ruined. Um, I could have been ruined, but I wasn't. And I think I've used my strength. My dad, who passed away in 2013, is a, is a huge influence and in like just a strong force. I, he's with me all the time. He's probably disappointed that I even joined LuLaRoe in the first place, but he's really, really proud of me that I'm <laughs> fighting against them now. Um, and, you know, for me, it's just, he taught me to do what's right. And when I see something to say something, and, and that's something that we're doing now, you know, there, there are so many different social justice issues that there are, there's so many different social justice issues and so many different movements. And it is so incredible that the internet has given us a giant platform to be able to talk to people and be able to share our stories and be able to corroborate experiences in, in any of these movements. And 
I'm just so happy that I get to be a part of this movement and I get to be a part of helping people learn that like MLMs are nasty and not worth it. And, you know, I, I love to educate that on TikTok. We educate all day when I'm not banned on TikTok about why MLMs are bad. Uh, if you have questions, I will answer them. Um, and we, we break it down. We break down the stigma and we, we take this really giant, complicated, confusing topic and we break it down into much easier consumable things. And um, I was talking to my friend the other night because he's like, this, this anti-MLM thing is so confusing. I don't understand it. And I said, it's like math, right? You don't start with calculus on day one. So you learn the basic principles of why MLM is bad. And then you work your way up to the government collusion. We don't start there. <laughs> there are so many people are like, why are these companies still legal? And I said, the government protects them. They're like, what? I said, that's calculus. You're still in basic middle school algebra. So let's start there. And, and you know, I, I know this is like all chicken walked everywhere. And I, I talk a lot, but uh, that's why I have a podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I it just feel like it's a big jog or not. And it's like just getting bigger and it's just rolling. And I've been talking with the producers because everybody's like, we need a second season and talking with them about, you know, what the future looks like. And, uh, we've been on the phone and in texts for the past couple of days. So I can't really say anything yet, but there are definitely things moving forward. Um, and new projects being talked about because people are so enthusiastic. So keep commenting, keep telling us that you want more episodes, that you want more MLMs to be exposed, that you want more dirt uh, and more big baddies to be taken down. Um, and I will do my best to, you know, get it to the right people's hands. Hell yeah. We need <laughs> a going clear style docu-series starring Roberta taking down MLMs. Like, like where is this series? We need it now. <laughs> I know. I want that. Let's do that. That's amazing. I got all kinds of contacts. Like we could, we could, we, we could make that. We could make that. It would be amazing. I love it. Roberta, where can folks keep up with you, your podcast and your work? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. I have two different Instagrams. I have the real Roberta Blevins where I do advocacy stuff um, and I'll share TikTok videos there when I'm when I'm banned. That's where you find me when TikTok's down. And then my podcast has an Instagram as well called Life After MLM Podcast. Uh, and then you can find me on TikTok at Berta Like Woe or Berta Like Woe 2.0 if I'm blocked. Uh, currently, they're both blocked. So when you go to follow me, it will tell you that I do have community violations and they're going to ask if you're sure and you're just going to want to say, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> only the best of us get those warnings uh and then you can find me on twitter which i just started doing and that's berta like whoa too and then facebook is roberta blevins you can find me there and i believe the podcast has a facebook page too but i'm very bad at updating things i love it well roberta <laughs> i cannot tell you how grateful i am for you sharing your story in the film you're probably my favorite part of the film and Aww. honestly I, as soon as i saw it i was like i have to talk to her she is amazing yes. Thank you so much for all your work helping people, you know, talk about this and all your honesty and sharing your experiences and just for who you are. Like you really, I can listen to you talk all day. You really have a, a, a lightness and an energy to you that I think really bring, you bring so much of yourself to this. So thank you. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. 
Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discovery.com slash credit card. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.